Sunday's going to be a big day at Life Fellowship. It's Vision Sunday. Ben, are you excited? I'm. I cannot wait. So we we're giving away a car. <laughs> oh, don't we win? Yeah, you know those churches that give away these things yeah, to, to yeah. promote. No, it's it's better than a car. It's actually um, the the idea of what God wants us to do as a church. And I and I cannot wait. This has been years in the making. You and I. I mean, yeah. we've been talking about this for a long time. We're coming up on two two full years yeah. of, of since you first uh, brought this vision to. Uh, our elder team. My name is Dan, and this is Life Talks. I'm today discussing Vision Sunday with lead pastor Ben Rudolph of Life Fellowship. Now, hold on. Just before we get into the business of things, because you love just getting into business. I, I do. You were gone for a little bit. You went to Zimbabwe. Can you just give a quick update to our listeners? Yes, about we what had a wonderful did? two weeks of discipleship training and leadership training in Zimbabwe. Uh, I got there three days before my luggage did, which was a little <laughs> inconvenient. But no, it was a great time. We uh, we actually spoke at about the, a dozen different conferences and mm. churches. I took a team of four. We divided into two groups. Uh, we preached at uh, five different churches. I got to go to a prison and preach. We baptized wow. 35 inmates at wow. the end of the morning. That's so cool. Um, we um, had a marriage conference with 20 couples and their spouses, or 20 individuals and their spouses, so 40 people. Mm. Uh, we did a little bit of fun stuff. Went to um, uh, the, I think it's, it's H-W-A-N-G-E. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but uh, uh, National Park in Zimbabwe and uh, goes up to Botswana. Hmm. <clears throat> and uh, we caught something unusual. Something was going on with the elephants. We literally saw probably 30 different herds of elephants, probably five or 600 different elephants. Oh, my goodness. Uh, traveling um, and, and drinking water. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw Victoria Falls at the end of the dry season, which is completely different than seeing it in the wet season, which I really? had done before. Okay. And uh, we saw God move in a lot of cool ways. That's so awesome. it was a great trip. You were gone a little bit too. I was now you've gone. been back. You've done a couple episodes, but yeah. you and your wife took a few. We days had an off. amazing time, and and I I think I shared a little bit about this on Sunday. But we did a kind of a national park tour in Rocky Mountain National Park, and then we went to Custer State Park. Got to I didn't see the exotic animals of elephants, but I did see. We did drive through a herd of buffalo. That was pretty yeah. unique. Uh, you mean American bison? Really? Is that what is that? I thought they're yes. called buffalo. No, American bison. So what's a buffalo then? It's a broader, it's a broader category because I too saw buffalo, but they were cape buffalo. They're oh, water buffalo. Okay, so what you're saying is, it's kind of like saying cow, but there's different kinds of cows. Is that what you're uh, saying? Even broader than that, because a cape buffalo looks nothing like an American bison. Okay. Yeah. Which, by the way, I did eat. You ate I've bi- had both. I've, I've had I've, I've both. had bison before. It's very good. But this trip, I ate a lot of weird meat. So I, <laughs> I ate impala. Do tell, Dan. <laughs> I ate impala. I ate crocodile. That's a that's a kind of a deer like figure, right? Impala. impala? Yeah, yeah, and it's really good. Really, it's really good. Okay. Yeah, I ate kudu, which is another kind of an elk antelope deer cross thing. Okay. Um, I ate. Um, you said crocodile. Crocodile. Okay. Um, I ate ca- a buffalo, Cape buffalo. So you got your pita card signed. Punch it. <laughs> no, but I saved the best for last. <laughs> okay. I ate puma. Oh my goodness! Are you serious? I had warthog. Is it puma? Pumba? What is his name? Oh, Pumba. I, th- I thought you is said it Pumba. I don't. I mean, I, I've never watched P- Lion King. Pumba, because Pumba is a cat. I slept through the Broadway musical. I never watched the movie, but everybody kept saying, "You ate Pumba." And it's not Pumba. 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 Anyway, I ate warthog. Um, 
the sure only that was cool part, The only cool part about that was saying I ate war on. Yeah, I, I can't it was, imagine. It was like eating my shoe. Uh, and it had been marinated for three days. They needed to go for <laughs> like three weeks. But So as you, and goat uh, that we actually murdered and ate in the village where I was. I mean, the, that is when great. I got there, it was looking at me when I left. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> it was inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good, good time was had by all except for the animals. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you are an animal, don't just Watch stay out. away from Dan on mission trips. for you. The carnivore has <laughs> escaped. But Mission Sunday, we're, this is something that, um, man, I we have been working towards this for two years. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, lots of conversations, lots of meetings, lots of planning and strategizing. And to me, it's it's kind of like I'm a kid before Christmas right now. Yep. Can't get. I, I can't wait to to finally get there. Well, let me start off with this. This is kind of an odd question, but I think it's an important question. I know you're wanting people to be there on Sunday. Yeah. Why? Why is it important for people to be in the room on this Sunday? I I think it's always important. There's something about the energy in a room uh, when you're there and the unveiling of something. I think is really important uh, because you get a sense of the heart. You get a sense of just the what God wants. And it's hard to explain, but you you and I have both, there, there's a difference between watching some a sermon on, on a screen mm-hmm. and being in the room. And there's just a sense of God's presence in a way I can't describe it. And I'm not saying God can't work when you're watching something on a screen, but I just think that as a church, um, it's, it's going to be a very important time for us to come together and to really ask ourselves, do we want what God wants? Yeah. And, and the thing that... Um, I, I've heard this before, and then this is a, a statement that's resonated with me, because almost every church has a vision statement. These are all fifty years ago. Churches mm-hmm. didn't have vision statements. No, they came out of the nineteen eighties. Came uh, out of the the, the, the corporate in, in model pursuit of, kind of excellence. Thing. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard someone say it this way: It's not a matter of whether your church has a vision or not. What the major issue is: Does God's vision have a church? Hmm. And I think that that's what we want to focus on. It's not. This is not about. Hey, we put together a strategic committee and we figured out what was going to be the best. Um, you know, you know, terms and terminology to come up with the best saying. No, we. This has been a pursuit of us saying, God, we start. We started with God. We started with what He wants, and then we are saying, okay, based on what He wants, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Putting it in our own language and our own context, and so, you know. Like you said, this has been a two-year process, and it's it's exciting to be able to to share this with people. Yeah, and it, it and while we it's been a two-year process in terms of formalizing this mm-hmm. vision, I've known you long enough, Ben. Yeah. This this is this is part of your character. This yeah. is a part of your reason for being in the ministry. Yeah, yeah. And this is what you're bringing in a very special way to yeah. Life Fellowship. So <clears throat> you just marked five years of being here. Yeah. But let's be honest in the, in the last five years. We've gone through COVID Mm -hmm. and then COVID recovery. Our own church went through a time of leadership transition Mm -hmm. that was, you know, anytime you have leadership transition, it's it's a time of uh, turmoil and and reshaping, refocusing. This is now the opportunity that you have uh, leading Life Fellowship uh, to be able to imprint upon it at every level Mm. what God has really done in your heart, in your life. Am I right? Yeah. And I remember... It's like you have these moments in life where God shapes you. Mm-hmm. And I I can remember going back to 2012, we had I had planted a church, God was blessing it, 
we had planted a church out of that church mm-hmm. and I, we had, we had become the kind of church I'd always wanted a church planting church. We had seen, we have now multiplying out. There was all these great things that were happening. And I remember getting done with the launch of the new church out of our church. And I just remember feeling, here's the question I had, Dan, that I started really wrestling with. Is this it? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's this weird thing that when you think you, you climb the top of the hill that, all of a sudden you're wondering, well, I don't know if I, like, is this really all that there is? Do I just keep doing, do I just keep running the same play? And you know me, I'm not the kind of, there are some people out there that they don't need any variation. They can get up every single Sunday and preach and just make sure everything is steady and moving along. I can't do that. For me, I want to be able, I want to believe that number one, God is a, God is going to do something great. Mm-hmm. God is able to do something great at any time. And I'm praying that God in his sovereignty will invite me to be a part of what he's doing. And so my desire, I remember after that moment, I, I, God in his providence connected me with a group of uh, thought leaders, I mean, national leaders who were giving a, a different kind of idea, say, have you have you thought about this? You know, you're, you're going after, it's not about moving your church from 200 to 400 or 500 to 1,000 or 1,000 to 2,000 or one site to multi-site. That's all just small little beans compared to what the kingdom of God, what Jesus wants to do in our world today. And I remember, you know, downloading this vision from, from these guys who are saying it's so much more than just the next church metric. It's more than just, you know, having a bigger budget or having a bigger bigger staff or bigger building or more people attending or three services. I, I'm not saying that those things are wrong or those bad. We shouldn't want those, but for what? Yeah. Why are we for why are we doing those things? And if it's not leading to the advancement of the, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, then man, what are we doing? And so that that has been resonating with me for over 10 years now. And when I came here to Life Fellowship five years ago, um, before all the transitions and the craziness of COVID, it, you know, this was still on my heart. And I really believe, God, this is what you want. This is what you want for us. Um, because one of the things that God has implanted in my heart from the very beginning, when I moved here in 2006, um, I love Lake Nor. I, I love I love Lake Norman. I, I have a vision. God's implanted in me a heart for the vision of Lake Norman. It's not just one church. I can't, that that just feels to me like the vision has to extend beyond the parking lot. Otherwise it's, it's become so small. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that, so that, this is a, this is an over outflow and an overflow of what God has taught me and has implanted inside of me so many years ago. Yeah, I, I think one of the things I wanted to make sure we do in this this episode of of Life Talks and in this podcast today is to make sure that people have the right expectation of what we're talking about as yeah. we go into it. You know, I have an inside seat because I'm an elder as well yeah. as, as you are. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, and I've, you know, I've been in the church for 50, 60 years, when, when we talk about a big Sunday of vision and vision casting and so forth, a lot of times pastors use that as an opportunity to, to drop some kind of big rock in the pond. Yeah. Like, we're going to build a new building. <laughs> we're going to start this new program. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do this, this new initiative. Uh, what we're talking about here is, is, is fundamentally reprogramming DNA. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, as opposed I, to, as to doing something superficial I, or yeah, I would say flashy. That, yeah, I would say so, this is much more than something um, that that's going to be, you know, tangible in one or two years. To yeah. me, this is about direction. To mm-hmm. me, this is the the kind of, you know, when Robert F. Kennedy 
said, hey, we're going to go to the moon. And John F. Or, I'm sorry. John F. Kennedy said, we're going to go to the moon. And, and uh, well, I in forget 10 years. Many, in 10 years. Yeah. It was, I mean, are you kidding me? Most people couldn't even imagine that. And, and to me, I think whatever we're asking God to do, we should be asking God to do those kinds of things. Yeah. That it's impossible for us. And, and I'm just going to, I'm being honest with you. You're going to hear me say this. The vision that I believe God has for us, we can't do apart from him. That's how big it is. So this is more of a directional uh, vision that will lead to many of those specific things that eventually we're going to do. But until we all align under the the grand vision that God has for us, we it's it's doing those things for that ultimate outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, one of the things that I that I think you know whenever whenever you introduce a new vision, mm-hmm. a new idea whether it's in the business or politics or spiritual areas, mm. you know, you've got your early engagers. Mm-hmm. You've got folks that that uh, very early on, they embrace it. Yeah. They're, they're enthused about it. You've got people that are kind of the wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got people who by their very nature are resistors. Yeah. What would you say to those three groups of people? <laughs> the people that are going to be like, I'm in. And the people say, well, I don't know. Yeah. Is this program of the month? Or did that be like, oh, what do we need to make any changes? You know, because you have those groups in every yeah. every or people know, in every group. I, what I would just say is, you know, be patient for everyone, and just wait and see what God does. And yeah, we're gonna. There's gonna be some things that we're gonna be doing. There's some specific things that we'll be announcing that we're gonna be doing. Um, but for the people that are like, hey, wait and see. Yeah, wait and see. We're not. We're not gonna pull every, anyone's. You know, chair from out from under them. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not flipping switches and pulling levers. That's going to make everyone feel uncomfortable. I mean, eventually, what we're doing is we want to go on this journey together. But what I would just say is, there's always going to be an on ramp for us to say yes to God. Mm-hmm. And I think Sunday is a big opportunity for us to say, are we going to say yes to God or not? This is again, this is not just about us. Um, Specifically, being like, okay, life fellowship. This is not a this is not a life fellowship jersey kind of a moment. This is a Jesus jersey moment, and I I want us to remember that that we want to align with what God is doing, and so I I, I think it's important for everyone to to don't just turn to me or turn to you or turn to the elders and be like, okay, what are we going to do? This is a moment for us to turn to God and say, God, what do you want me to do with this? Mm. Because this is we are aligning ourselves under what God wants, and ultimately, it's not just what Pastor Ben wants or or what the elders want or life fellowship. This is about Jesus, and we are trying to align ourselves under Jesus. And as we try to do that, we want to invite you to do that as well. Yeah, yeah. And if I could just kind of piggyback onto that, because yeah. you know I'm the blunt one. You're the nice guy. I'm the blunt one. You right? know. Can- <laughs> There's stories that, that I'm going to tell one of these days. <laughs> Please wait until I retire. <laughs> but I, I would simply say this because of those three types, you know that I reside probably between two and three somewhere, right? <laughs> I'm I'm the either the wait and see guy or yeah. the we've never done it this way before guy. <laughs> it, you know, and and it, but I'm super excited about this. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. And one of the reasons I'm all in is because he, he, here's the reality: um, the church in America is not accomplishing what God has assigned no, for us to accomplish. We're not. We're not. The level of of Christianity commitment, uh, application on a person, the level of discipleship in general, mm. the, the, the the changing of 
you know, communities uh, around the gospel is just not occurring. We're becoming less Christian. Yes. And, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That's right. uh, but it's, it's, every once in a while, you got to have a reset. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a little older than you. Just but, a tiny bit. But I'm not too old to reset. That's right. When God's in something, you know, the one person I don't want to be is the drag. Uh, I don't want to be the person who, uh, who uh, you, you, you know, slows down something that mm. God is intending to do. And I would just challenge all of us who come on that Sunday, whether you're, a, you're, you're the type of guy who always wants to be at the front of the parade yeah. or whether you're the guy that's at the back of the parade complaining about it. Yeah. I think all of us need to come and say this, Lord, what is my biblical response to the challenge I'm hearing from the God-ordained leadership of this church that's based on the Word of God. I'm not talking about a blind loyalty to humanness, Mm. but I am saying this. I think we too often dismiss how God leads his church. Um, We have an accountable leadership. We have a team. Mm. We have elders who have been praying over this for years. Yeah. Um, this is not just Ben's idea, yeah. though Though you're very much the front public face of it, the vocal part. But this is what God has laid upon the leadership of this church's heart, that we need to call ourselves to examination mm. and action. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, what you said there, I, I want to just back up and tell people, I think we've said this num- numerous times, this has been a two-year process. And, and if I could kind of pull the curtain back for everyone, um, and I'm not sure if I'm going to get a chance to say this on Sunday, but November of 2021, we were just kind of the final days of the the intensity of COVID were were among us, and and I think Omicron was about to was rearing its <laughs> ugly head, but this, that was kind of like the last kind of push of COVID. And it was during that time that we as elders um, we came together, and for me there was this, just a strong sense for us to say, what is our true north as a church? We have just been through a leadership transition. We've been through the COVID era, which has really just kind of created a lot of, uh, it just has gotten everyone off track of of a lot of things. And so we spent 40 days praying and fasting mm-hmm. um, as, as an elder team. And that was a time really where I think God brought a lot of clarity to us as a leadership team. And, you know, there's two great questions we you always need to ask yourself as a leader. Um and do you need clarity or do you need clear, courage? Hmm. And God gave us the clarity. And I remember during that that elders retreat in 2022, when when I presented this vision to the elders, it really became a moment of the courage. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do this? This is this is bigger than what we can do on our own. But if we're going to go do this, let's jump in and let's let's all we got to be all in. And it was this process we began in January 2022, and. People might be saying, well, if you guys decided on this in January 2022, why is this now just being announced in October of 2023? <laughs> well, it's because we believed that we didn't want to just rush this out. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, one of the very foundational convictions we developed as an as a leadership team was this philosophy of be, do, say. What I mean by that is we wanted to make sure our elders and our staff we're embodying what we were going to expect. So you and I, we have been practicing what we have been wanting now for over a year. Yeah. We have been walking this out personally so that when we get up in front of and say, this is what we're going after. This is the kind of church we want to be. This is the kind of disciples we want to make. We can get up there as leaders and say, we're walking it. We're living this. Because 
I think all of us have been a part of Vision Sundays, church announcements, where it's kind of like big show, gets ex- a lot of flash, a lot of mm-hmm. fire. But after six months, it's like, yeah. it fades away. And then we ask, what's next? Yeah, what's yeah. next? That's not what we want to do. And we realize that, that that's a very typical response to most Vision Sundays. We wanted to make sure that there was a very strategic and prayerful and personal reality to this before we announced it to every person in our church. And so um, there has been a process for us learning how to embody this so that we know the challenges that we're going to face as a church at large. And I just, I we were at an elders meeting. I can't tell the exact story, but uh, last, last Monday, and just the stories we were sharing by asking the blessed question and it was, it just, I was so encouraged because what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing is that this is now becoming a way of life for us. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't wait to see, and this is just our elders and staff. I can't wait to see the scores and the hundreds of people once they are living this out, the incredible kingdom impact this is going to have for the gospel of Jesus Christ across, across Lake Norman. I, I'm I'm super excited about this. So this has been, when we say two years, that's what I mean by the two years. You and I have been walking this out. We've been strategic. We've been prayerful. We've been really making sure this is a part of our lives. And that's that's why I think this is so meaningful. And in that, we will be patient moving yeah. forward. Yeah. It will take a time for us to adjust. Yep. Uh, you know, bad habits are not broken overnight. Yeah. Good habits are not formed overnight. So you need to be here. You need mm-hmm. to be here this coming Sunday. Hear what God has laid upon the leadership's heart. Listen to Ben. Let You will have moments when you say, oh, that's why they've been doing that. Mm. Oh, that's why this was emphasized. Or this is why we saw this in a service or whatever. And it will start making sense to you. And you will start connecting dots. You'll start connecting the dots. Is why we've had more baptisms this year than we've had, in, I believe, in any in year history, in our church's yeah. history. Yeah. Why, why some things have already started changing and then anticipate hmm. what God is going to do in the future. Yeah. And and we ought to be here. We want to hear it, and we want to join it, because when God's doing something, it's just a wonderful sight Amen. to behold. Well, Ben, thanks for opening up and, and sharing with us. Um, we look forward to seeing everybody this coming Sunday at, uh, at uh, 9.15 or 11 o'clock. As always, we appreciate you listening to Life Talks. Until next time, we'll catch you then. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.